Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park And to those people who think it's funny when you give somebody a bottle you've just shaken up, I say to you, go away. Oh, wow, <laughs> Flanders. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined as always by Jonathan Jotkins. <laughs> hello, hello. And Hene Dews. Honey, dude. <laughs> we write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various <laughs> other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. I guess I should have said I'm Darren Iser if I was going to go ahead and, and uh, do that whole thing, but I didn't yeah. want to give it away. Didn't I didn't want to give, it, give away. it away. Did nope. not want to give it away. Uh, how is everybody? Everybody doing okay? Yeah. Man, yeah. It, it's, like, it's like one of those times in life where you have to stop and think about it, though, isn't it? Well... I mean, I have five different layers of lip gloss on today, so I had to really consider how my day is going. <laughs> I have like, I have like three weeks of like my daughter's school left, so like I feel like that's a like I'm just I'm winding yeah. down towards like yep. the beginning of summer, and uh, that's kind of what my calendar is at right now. So I'm with you. I'm with you. We have a senior, and uh, he has two weeks uh to get a few grades up so that he could graduate <laughs> it's like right, it's the final final push uh to have him care and uh, overcome his bout with senioritis um because that apparently happens uh so yeah so i'm kind of in that as well so in two I weeks do think... you won't have a kid in school anymore like in high school anymore like you'll be no, done we'll have one, k through 12 we'll have one left oh that's right you we'll... do you have like a a, a junior right Sophomore. sophomore he'll be a junior okay. next year yeah yeah they're all two years apart in school um so yeah we'll have one left uh in a couple weeks wow. and 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 our third is talking about moving out right away too so i'm not sure if that'll happen but if so then we'll have uh just one child left at home um so yeah it'll be glad you finally added the at home part <laughs> so like we'll have just one it's left true. after this they all they all leave at you home. eventually <laughs> I am jealous, however, of Danae that she can kind of measure her mood by how many layers of lip gloss she has on. I yeah, think no that's kidding. that's a very uh, useful I, skill. I've literally spent time today just kind of like brain fried a little. Uh-huh. And I'll look around and I'll, I have this pile of lip gloss that I've been accumulating just different colors I'll try on from time to time. And since yeah. I've been doing organizational stuff... Like everything goes in one spot now and I'm really working on just keeping everything together. So I have this pile of lip gloss and I'm like, you know what? What if I just add this one too? And that's as many brain cells as I have today. It's just It's like it's like the uh the it's like how you can tell the age of a redwood by how many rings, you know, are yeah. are around the, the trunk. That's can, like how you, you, can, you can tell, tell by my, how many layers like, of lip gloss. Yeah, yeah. Just 
if I if I just peel off my lip <laughs> my lip gloss, like if I kiss that piece of paper, <laughs> it'll be like right. an inch thick, just gloopy gloss. It's <laughs> amazing. No, oh, everything amazing. is good. It's just been, um, you know, BTS. We record at the end of a week. Mm-hmm. And then the last couple of times we've had to record, we've recorded it towards the middle to end of our day. Right. So, yeah. Um, and it's been a very activity filled week for me. So, yes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for a nap personally. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's, and we hold have that our off. final, we have our final <laughs> sin week thing yeah, tonight. We got to work tonight too. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about tonight though. That's oh, going to be, be great. A, a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so yeah. it is, it has definitely been uh, an interesting week. There's lots of interesting stuff going on behind the scenes of behind the sins. Um, but let's get into the stuff that you come for. Let's talk about the sin side scoop. Let's talk about dungeons and dragons. Oh, wait, no, no, not that. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sinning them, how we felt about the stuff we're sinning in general. Uh, we'll kick it off in commercial sins land with Mountain Dew Zero The Shining uh, commercial. Uh, Chris wrote this one. Chris Hackinson wrote this one. Um, how do we feel about uh, carbonated sugar beverages? I almost said Doritos, but I guess Doritos and Mountain Dew <laughs> kind of go together, right? So that kind of They do, work. actually. They do um, actually kind of go together. I I like like straight up Mountain Dew mm-hmm. fine. I don't enjoy like when you start adding flavors and taking away sugar and making it diet. And yeah. th- then you've lost me with Mountain Dew. I think the Mountain Dew, but I will say, and this is gonna like we're gonna lose listeners. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I do prefer Mellow Yellow. I do. So. Oh wow, that is an interesting but, preference. But I'm a Diet Dr Pepper guy, so I don't I don't drink right. much of either. So. I don't understand how any of that is related. It's like sports talk to me, but I'm a Diet Dr. Pepper guy. So then it justifies this decision over here. You don't here. know why Mellow Yellow and Mountain Dew are related? They're like the, no. they're the similar beverage from each, from Coke and Pepsi. Right. It's like Coke oh. versus Pepsi. Or like Dr. Pepper okay. versus Mr. Pibb. Mr. Pibb versus, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I like Sprite whatever, versus. What, whichever uh, one has less carbonation and more syrup is the one I like. I would say most people are probably Mountain Dew people. I would think that's the more popular drink by quite a bit. But I just I've always liked Meliola better. I've never is it liked Sprite Mountain versus Dew. Versus Sierra Mist? Is that what it is? What is the what is the Sprite counterpart? Yeah, Do Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist. Okay. We need, we need Anyhow, yeah, it's that it's that whole kind of thing. Um, I haven't I haven't I don't think I've had a sip of Mountain Dew since high school. I I honestly don't think I have. That's insane. Um, I it, it is just. I remember I used to drink it in high school because it was so caffeinated and it was, you know, it was always like, oh, caffeine. And then I just quit drinking a lot of pop. And so then, you know, when I drink, when I do drink pop, it's Dr. Pepper almost exclusively. And that's usually only when my wife has one. I had Dr. Pepper this week. I think it was Monday. And Mm -hmm. it was the first Dr. Pepper I've had in like two or three years. Yeah. I've had like five today. So. And he like literally picks up <laughs> a, a plastic red cup like you would see at Pizza Inn or Pizza Hut. Yeah, no, it's, it's a Coke, it's a Coke cup. Some. Yep. Yeah, the Coke cup. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I, I won't be able to do I this next that. week when we're live. I won't be able to Why do not? this. <laughs> Why? Because Coke doesn't advertise with us. <laughs> oh, shit. I guess I need to put this uh, right. cocoa hey, coconut water if you, away. If you want to be on the, the, the live stream of the BTS <laughs> pop companies, you got to pay up. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We don't give away those spots for free. We, Speaking I, of. Uh, we were talking we about, would... so you so pop, well, you're from Michigan, right? So that's, yeah. that's the pop thing. That's not a Missouri mm-hmm. thing, right? What is Missouri no. is soda. soda. See, it's we, soda we call, I, I swear to God, everybody calls everything Coke here. Like, it's like, yeah. what kind of Coke do you want? It's the weirdest thing. I've never understood that, but that's what they do here. So, yeah. yep, yep. Um, uh, we should, we should mention the live thing. We uh, should for um, our peeps. Patreon.com slash CinemaSins for members that give at $10 and up. There's some sweet perks, and one of them will be uh, given a link. Every week, you'll get a post with a link to our live stream that you can watch and enjoy. Um, we will be going live every Friday at 11 a.m. Yeah. Central. There will be sometimes that the schedule will have to change just based on our work. But for the most part, that's what you're going to be able to set your clock to. And you can watch us record uh, this. You'll be able to see all of the shenanigans. Do we but- say 11 or do we say 1030? I feel like 1030 is right. Because we'll be, I mean, we don't need an an hour before we go live. Did we say 11? I have several layers of lip gloss on today, so <laughs> I don't know. Listen, if you are I'm, a Sin Club I'm member. I'm literally mindlessly just going, this is pretty. That's all I got. If you are a Sin Club member, you will get a post uh, a little bit before we go live that will let you know what time. It'll be somewhere in that 10.30 a.m. Central range uh, to 11 a.m. Central. And it may be a little bit different each week depending on kind of how we're doing that morning. Um, but uh, but yeah, it'll be right around that time every single week. In fact, uh, the day that this comes out, it will be tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on release oh, day, yeah. tomorrow yeah. is the Holy first shit. live show. So, oh, so God. yeah. <laughs> so back to Mountain Dew Zero. Uh, I uh, I do think Mountain Dew has become that beverage that has all the flavors. Like mm-hmm. Lay's has all the chip flavors. Like Mountain Dew like has so many crazy flavors they do now. Yeah, it's like just, get all like the code wild. red and the, mm-hmm. the berry blue and the they have a watermelon one now, which somebody mm-hmm. lied to me and said was good. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> it is really bad. And then if you go to Taco Bell, they've got like the Baja Blast and like, you know, all those Mountain Dew things. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting no how idea. they've kind of become that. It's pretty um, awesome. For people. It's like gum flavor, but with soda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty much. I don't think soda is a good idea in massive quantities just because of how much sugar is in it. But I definitely had a major soda addiction for a long time that I remember having to beat so anytime we talk about soda, I'm going to remember that. It's all I got left. Yeah. You're not taking it away from me. It's, all. <laughs> it's, it's your one vice. I quit a lot of things. <laughs> and I'm not doing that. No, I used to get to work. I'd have a cigarette and a Dr. Pepper, listen to music. And that was my thing. And there was something about the combination of all of that together that was just, it was, I loved it so much. I'd, I'd go into the restaurant um, and I would have to open the restaurant. So, you know, you're vacuuming, you're getting things set up. And it was just this whole thing. I would have. Dr. Pepper, coffee, cigarette, 
vacuum cleaner, loud music, and that was like then my life for a, a while. Ba- so. Bathroom break after that. <laughs> Keep your <laughs> yeah. No, I just sure. went and smoked pot in the walk-in cooler. That's where I go. Oh, oh, is that what you're talking about? Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, did Chris have anything to say about this one? Yeah, he said Mountain Dew Zero, The Shining, is a fun ad with Brian Cranston doing the Jack Nicholson role and the set designers doing a pretty admirable job of making everything look exactly like the movie. But parodies of serious things like The Shining obviously have sins since the subject matter isn't serious at all. They recreate the scene with Jack chopping down a bathroom door, but it's also his wife will try Mountain Dew Zero. I had to step back and ask myself, how hard is it to get someone to try a new drink? (laughs) Is it close to murdering my family hard? Anyway, it's stupid to be critical of commercials like these, but it's also fun as hell. That's why we do it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, The commercial itself, I thought was pretty funny, pretty clever. And uh, I really enjoyed our sending of it. Um, Jonathan, you want to kick us off with some of the stuff that you wanted to point out? Yeah, no. And and I will say it's not a bad. I mean, I think I like Cranston and Tracy Ellis Ross so much that that makes it better than it probably is but sure yeah, yeah. But, but i know what you're saying uh yeah no i like the i mean obviously the the um the mountain dew backwards the wedding and tim wedding and tim mm-hmm. i thought was very yeah. funny uh sure you got cranston to play the twins but no old naked lady i really liked i also mm-hmm. liked pointing out that they got everything down to a t to match except they didn't put that red box i definitely had that <laughs> the red box was one of my favorite parts of this this yeah. video yeah uh, Danae, what about you? Mountain Dew Backwards was one that I really enjoyed. And yeah. I'm only giving like one because the scripts are so short. Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, sure. So no, I totally understand that. I can talk that. about the, the whole thing. Also, I have other... 72 from Wonder Woman, so we got to get there quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that you wrote on that script. So hope, hopefully, uh, Jonathan and I will mention some of them so you don't have to go yeah, through all, we'll be all here for uh, a while. 72 of them. <laughs> Uh, the only other one I had was shaking the contents of the bottle will cause it to spew when it's opened and you will lose all of its fizz. This is evil. Um, <laughs> this is evil. And to those people who think it's funny when you give somebody a bottle you've just shaken up, I say to you, go away. Okay, let's oh, move on. wow, Flanders. <laughs> uh, I, I thought Aaron so was going to say I shoot. Apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I was very harsh there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to TV Sins, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The whole world is watching. Uh, this, of course, is a Trial of the Chicago 7 parody, uh, this episode. <laughs> and so, which was a little strange when they did that, but uh, but who knew? Uh, no, this is a Hughes Watkins script, Danae and Jonathan writing on this one. Um, how are we feeling after episode four of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, guys? So this was four. See, that's like, every time I watch one of these videos, I'm like, wait, what episode was this? Uh, so. Yeah. This, this was is the, the one that ends with the the murder. The shield bashing. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. we got, which I guess we got some we got some back and forth about whether we should have given a sin or taken a sin away. I will. Do you s- want to talk about that now? I because I had that in the comment section. Because oh, there's I, I so think the, many comments that are like, "How did you not do X Y Z?" So, and so we did. Yeah. If I remember, we should cor- talk about it now. We did have a sin. We 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 went back and forth, and at one point yeah. there was also a removal. I think I was the one that poo-pooed that just because it looked weird. It was like, I don't know. He was like killing somebody and we were taking a sin. <laughs> it was just, it was just. The, I think if we had, here's, here's how I remember it. Yeah. And you guys can, can correct me if I'm wrong. I think we had the sins on, you two had the sins on there in your initial script. Mm-hmm. 
And I think I, in my mind, wanted a removal there because I think it is a very powerful. It's a very I, bold I don't choice disagree. to make. I totally like, agree. It's a really bold thing to do. And so I, I was thinking. It's a great Then ending. my mind. It's a great ending. And then so then my mind went to what we did with the Red Wedding. Where it was like, yes. obviously, everything that's happening is awful, but we're also taking sins off because this is Game of Thrones and it's mm -hmm. blowing our minds and it's being bold. And so I was trying to think of how we could do a similar thing to the Red Wedding with this. And when we put it together, and you guys were very kind to let me kind of mess around with it yeah, yeah. and stuff. When we put it together, I just don't think it quite worked. I just don't think the way, at least the way it was constructed, maybe if we had more time to like, you know really kind of figure it out maybe we could have you know made it a little longer done something yeah. a little different where the narrator is saying why the sins are coming off or or something like that but um the truth of the matter is it just wasn't working the way we did it in the edit and so we ended up just you know having and it I, add sins and so, i will say yeah. personally like uh, the red wedding i mean when you're talking about stuff like that like i will say i don't know I, this was a really cool moment it was a really good way to end the episode i'm not positive this show earned that moment though i agree with that yeah and so i yeah. think that was also it just from a personal standpoint it wasn't like i get why people find that so powerful and especially just from a just in today's mindset and what's going on in the real world with authority figures maybe taking more authority than they really have that kind of thing yeah yeah i think it's say i think it's really trying to say something and you know and and i and i totally respect that i just like we talked about this a little bit last week. I think the show is fighting a battle with just being like a fun Marvel action show mm -hmm. and a show that has something to say. And I think there are occasions where it, it it's able to be both. But yeah. I, but as as big of a moment as this was, I'm not. I, I I was conflicted with how it played in the episode proper. I guess. Yeah. yeah so we made a call, and uh, and you know I I don't begrudge anybody for. You know, thinking there no, should have been sins off there, but but at the same time, the answer to that is the same as it is every time. It's like you know, none of this really means anything, <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. It does. You can still love the end of the show even if we didn't take sins off. Like it's all right. Um, we did too. Uh, today is that kind of how you remember it too? Did you have anything to add to that whole conversation? No, I think you guys covered the bases. The other sin off thing that I wanted to do. So this is your guys will like this. So I wrote a sin. Um, it was really short and it was like something I really wanted to spend time developing, but was for the very opening sequence when Bucky is free and he's, uh, the actors just like delivering this incredible performance. And I really loved it. And I found myself feeling really moved by it. And so I just wrote down in my notes for my script, I'm not crying, you're crying just to kind of come back and sort of find something that's mm -hmm. had more substance to it. And then when it came down time to get the script up, get it going, get into production, I kept trying to write something and I couldn't find my sincere angle. And so mm. I cut it from the script because I was lead. So when I was I was looking for the notes and there's so many comments like, how could you not give a sin off for this moment? And I'm like, well, actually, I think we tried to do that. What what happened there? Like, oh, I cut my own sin. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I will say cut that, my own that, thing. that didn't stand out to me the way it did to other people. That was another thing. I, I When I saw people complaining about that, I was kind of like, really? Okay. Well, and we did give a sin off for Anthony Mackie. So may, and I think some people were saying, how are you going to give a sin off for him? And not and like Aaron said, none of it matters. And we like Sebastian yeah. Stan. We even said the whole thing about, you know, oh my God, do I like Bucky now? Like we've had that sin already in one of these episodes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's always, there's always going to be a comment and there always is a comment in every single video of someone yeah. with an opinion about 
what could have been given uh, back. Yeah, if you, you people know, could kind stop of, having opinions, I would appreciate uh, it. Yeah, a little <laughs> wink and nod to either okay. the show itself or a moment, something that's mm-hmm. epic, something personal that you really loved. And those I don't mind. But when I do, when it does itch at me is when there's so many and I'm like, oh yeah, I missed the ball there. I should have spent more time. And so that's two, I think in one where it's like, okay, if we would have spent more time, maybe we could have found the right way to give this episode the props it deserves. Because this episode, there's a lot that happens, but I will say just to kind of touch on like my thoughts on this episode specifically, there's so much to sin in this episode. Like this is really when the show clips into high gear on just skipping over stuff. And we talked about it last week with the revelation of going back and doing reshoots and cuts and things like this. This is where I think I can see even more of where the show potentially suffers from having to kind of skip around on, on certain stuff or just like make a big leap and jump over things like, um, uh, let's see. Well, the, the super maze. serum. I mean, the fact that, you know, we don't see Walker, like all of a sudden he's just a super soldier. He's a, yeah. Completely skipping over all and of I that, which that, could have been really cool. I get that's supposed to be a twist, but I don't know that it needed to be. Because it, it's like, I don't think any of us were surprised that he took it. So the fact no. that we didn't get to see it happen. Yeah. Just, or, yeah. I don't know. And, and it's in, it's in, it's to trade out uh, time to see the flag smashers do more and to see Falcon do more. So I understand there has to be a trade off of, of theater of the mind. Um, the stuff that was really bothering me in this one is for example, this is the, when the flag smashers have this very convenient week long funeral celebration that everyone can kind of go to and find each other at. And, you have Carly who looks up into the rafters multiple times. You have a room filled with these super soldiers that have that none of them pick up on anything and they just leave her alone. I just find that stuff to be next to impossible to have happened considering how on edge they would be that they're all being watched and, and they just kind of like go, eh, we're just going to do this anyway. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that really pissed me off was uh, Zemo not being followed in every single thing I watch, if there's a superhero chase for a bad guy, you just jump down holes and go running through sewers. Like they just stop at a dark hole. <laughs> that is absolutely mind boggling to me. And then the Dora Milaje showing up, they don't even go for Zemo, who they're there for. They go for the heroes instead, literally almost killing Captain America, Battlestar, and fighting with um Bucky and Falcon the four people that they work alongside of they go for them and not Zemo and that is just like I don't understand what this show is trying to do right no. now but I it really lost a lot of to me respect and then yes this twist at the end which you see coming from a mile away Walker being unstable uh, unstable and you know not able to really manage his emotions as this hero to the people so that one wasn't a surprise to me. I wasn't surprised. I mean, yes, it's surprising to see them do something that's so violent. That's true. But it wasn't a twist in a way where I'm like, oh, I didn't see that character development coming. It's more like, oh, I didn't see that the Dora Milaje just tried to kill these people. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we talking about that? You know? I think it's interesting because you can at the same time respect them for going there like where they choose to go at the end of this episode in several other times through this show where they're like, oh, you went there. 
Like you can respect them for going there and at the same time be disappointed at how they get there. You know what I mean? Like that the, the, the they take shortcuts or that they telegraph it too much. Like, you know, those things aren't mutually exclusive. They both can be true. Um, they can deserve props and, uh, you know, And maybe whatever. this show would have been a mess pandemic or no pandemic but we'll never know and i think now that we've seen the whole thing we can look at it as a whole and we can see where clearly they had to make some changes and Mm -hmm. move some stuff around and you know maybe because i mean i don't know i don't know what they had i i really i feel like the whole carly and flag smashers thing though had to be like a uh if it wasn't a last minute ad they they did something to them because they feel so underdeveloped Um, and their actions a lot of the times don't even make sense. Like Carly is a really hard character for me. Like the actor is very good. I, I, I like the presence, but she makes some of the dumbest decisions. Uh, Yeah. And we send that where she's just showing up in public places and (laughs) it's just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was it was uh, easy to send this episode. That's yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Then I'll kick us off since you guys wrote on it. Uh, also, how does he keep getting guns? <laughs> uh, you so said funny. it exactly like you read it. That was funny. <laughs> oh, is that how I read it yeah. too? Yeah, it's nice. but it's true. How? Yeah. How? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said it, and why is Zemo still here? I can't do it, Aaron. But. <laughs> Uh, and then you mentioned the, uh, was AO seriously going to murder Crapton America? Because I think AO seriously going to murder Crapton America. Uh, and then following that with also the Battlestar, yeah. uh, in the same way, uh, I yep. enjoyed that for whatever reason, this useless clock, uh, slayed me. <laughs> yeah, that was Just hilarious. This useless clock, uh, it was great. Uh, and then the, well, I missed the part where the split party found the dungeon map and managed to reunite in a maze, uh, <laughs> such convenience, that this show has as to when people are lost and when they are found. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's what I had. Uh, Danae, what else did you have? Um, I loved the dishwasher for the, um, Mm -hmm. Captain America, uh, um, shield. Mm -hmm. I laughed whenever I read that. Uh, and I also really loved using a WWE, um, sentence outtake for the sentence turning heel. That nice. was really fun for me because I got to have my husband involved in that one. <laughs> I was like, what's one of the most epic heel moments in WWE history? He was like, oh, I have the perfect one. It was then da 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 happened. And I was like, I don't need to know the details. Just tell me where to find it on YouTube. Hit me up with the link. <laughs> so it was then Hogan, got, right? It, it was, was the Hogan, Hogan heel turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a really fun part for me. But I loved this entire script. So it was hard for me to actually write down just even a couple. Like I kind of went crazy. So yeah. um but we mentioned a lot in our overall sending of the episode. Jonathan, what about you? Uh, I think I have some Turkish delight somewhere around here. Nope, that's a Rolo. That was <laughs> <laughs> uh, wearing a wearing a car seat belt as a belt buckle. I thought was hilarious. Just a, a funny <laughs> thing mm-hmm. to notice. Uh, I just fucking Sharon. I don't know why, but that cracked me up. Uh, and then uh, might need a little more firepower than Captain Fomerica and Lamar Hoskins. Poor Lamar Hoskins. <laughs> poor Lamar. <laughs> poor Lamar Hoskins. Just gets more to come. Poor, more to come about poor Lamar uh, in, in later scripts. All right, let's move on to Square Bob Sponge Pants. Uh, we're going to do Graveyard Shift uh, is the name of the, the episode where they decide to keep the uh, crusty crab open all night long. And uh, Oh, those and crazy SpongeBob people. <laughs> this was a uh, Dicer Hughes script today and I writing on this one. 
Uh, I don't have much to add about SpongeBob. I do find myself really liking the show uh, the more we watch episodes. Same. Uh, the, the more I just yeah. kind of vibe with its humor and, you know, just kind of it's it's ridiculous. It's out there. It's nonsense. Um, you know, the, this one ends with the Nosferatu joke that just completely is. Yeah out of nowhere now originally apparently this episode had a storyline about somebody who was in the floorboards who was doing all this stuff and they had to cut that out and so that nosferatu thing was just a last second ad to like you know wrap it all up or something um but uh yeah so but yeah i'm having a good time sending these and had a really good time sending uh this episode specifically was a lot of fun as we've talked about which is always (laughs) true that is right although you guys had like 75 okay let's talk about that (laughs) it's like holy crap dude Aaron's like like, i don't really know what you guys mean by too many sins i'm like well this is too many like (laughs) listen if they're all good keep them all if they're all good keep them all yeah it was a really awkward uh back and forth but a good it's a good conversation to have the show is 11 minutes long yeah the Sins video shouldn't be 25 minutes long on a SpongeBob I disagree. <laughs> well, the, the, it's logistically a nightmare, though, because with, for the editors, they've got to, like, have a sin every two seconds or something. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a lot, yeah. to, you know, and then we're having to reshow footage. And, you know, there's... I don't know. These commercials are a minute long, and we make six-minute videos out of them. We can, you know, like... It's the precedent has been set to do six times the length of the material. So honestly, we could do an hour long video on an 11 minute SpongeBob episode. Great. Yeah, we we had to genuinely go back and forth on some stuff and kind of go, OK, yeah. I just I think this one can get cut or this one. And it is hard when there are good ones, which we'll actually no, talk about a little bit more on Wonder Woman too. just this idea yeah. of when you have a lot of good content, it is difficult to say which one is the best one for the vibe of of what we're going for here. Cause sometimes right. you cut a more serious one. That's a genuine sin to kind of, to, to hit the vibe of like humor a little bit more and vice versa. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. we had a lot of sins for this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. You specifically, because... it was like you got inspired by the sin gods or something. And you just wrote. I like, did. I did have, sins. I did have a moment. <laughs> like you'll have a moment sometimes where you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm in the, like, it's from soul. Like I was in whatever the, the space in soul when you get in the groove, like I had ascended to, you know, that, that level, you know, there's these people playing instruments and singing and playing sports. And there's me writing sins, uh, in the, there's like, uh, whatever there's they like context. That. There's like two hour movies that we've written cinema scripts for that were shorter than this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was just having a good time. And especially no, when you're in, in a, in a groove of with something like this where it it's all silly. It's just yeah. all silly because obviously you're not like there there's one you, sin in you here can't about use a telephone underwater. Yeah, it's like how many of <laughs> right, those can like, you I write? Mean, uh, the show the show knows how silly it is, so we just have to be silly along with it, I think. And uh and so that's that's what we tend to do. Um but I did enjoy it. I had a good time and I liked this episode. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? What were uh, some well, of your? Well, I mean, my favorite scenes. was, of course, the whole thing about the story about the multiple SpongeBob's, and then it ended with, ironically, it was because they couldn't agree about the right to bear arms. <laughs> that was in the comments too. People enjoying that, <laughs> that and I'm just funny. like, yeah. 
That was an Aaron edition. That was a combine, essentially, like, like a, 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 a merger really, of Really? That was Aaron? No way. And the, <laughs> and the bare arms things, and I'm, I rolled my eyes so hard, he heard it in mm. his house. I'm sure. Miles away. I'm sure. I was like, oh my God, are we really adding this? And he's it like, works. yeah. And then everyone loves it, and then I feel super outnumbered. <laughs> Speaking on the, the, you know, talking about you can't use a phone and stuff, I like the where do you draw your line on cartoon physics. I thought that was really yeah. funny and then i also had being this horny for your musical instrument as a romantic partner i just thought it was mm-hmm. well worded yeah so. and uh yeah the end of that one is you're already sporting woodwind yep uh, you're already sporting yep. woodwind yeah that's yeah uh the the cartoon physics one you mentioned too was important to me because i don't like cartoon physics is cartoon physics but why does he need plungers if the water's just going to stay in the buck, I don't understand yeah. like how it's not gravity and gravity at the same time. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's the part of it that, that, uh, that really For squeezes sure. my sponge. Squeezes your sponge. Uh, Danae, why don't you go next? Um, I wrote down a few, but I'll just do one, which was the covered in grease sim. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that one where it's like sleepover covered in grease and the sin is so regular sleepover then. <laughs> Yeah, which I had that one written down too. When I wrote that one, I was I don't I've never had a, a sleepover like that before, but it just was like cracked me up. I was like, this would be funny. Um, oh, oh, and I really loved your mega sin. That was really oh funny. yeah, 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 yeah. That was interesting in the uh, the recording process of that one. <laughs> I just did uh, sin, sin, mega sin, like the first time through, and I was like, you know what? That should probably be more like you know the. The monster, the monster trucks, and I was, and so in order to get into, and I did like a whole monster truck commercial read. (laughs) I was like, Sunday, Sunday, (laughs) Sunday, mega sin. You know, like I I went through, like I got myself in the in In the the mood for it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk also about the uh, closing Bikini Bottoms premiere eatery at 8 p.m. is way too early, sin, Mm -hmm. because I I got the chance to include a personal story in there about a very sad day when I tried to go get a peanut butter shake from Dairy Queen. You were you were felt in the in the comments. People were like they felt I think, you. I think people can relate. I think yeah. people can relate. There was one person specifically that said like I felt this. I once went to a DQ at 11. <laughs> like <laughs> it was disappointing. And then yeah. the comments filled with people who actually work in fast food and they're like this happens all the time people come to the door and knock on the door like yeah. i need food yeah. well and everything's uh, everything's open so late now and that did not use, that Bell. did not Shut used up. to be the case uh yeah. like it was like i i mean like it was taco bell or nothing for a long time but even taco bell they weren't open like all night like they are now it was 2 a.m i think taco Bell. i don't i i thought for sure taco bell was open all night maybe, when i was in high school maybe Maybe I'm I mean, wrong. as somebody whose first job was Taco Bell, no. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe At it was different in, in different area. places. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who knows? Uh, I also wanted to mention, are these barely there sheets made by Facebook? Because they don't seem at all concerned with your privacy. Uh, I wanted to mention <laughs> that one then. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, this time's on for some rhyme, I thought was fun. That was uh, good. Too. All right. We can move on to music video sins. Uh, BTS. Film out. Um, BTS is referencing uh, some sort of band that may be, I guess, a little bit popular and uh, not as, as <laughs> not opposed this to podcast. this podcast. Not this podcast. Um, I, I like the way these guys sound. I like BTS. I think they sound this. This is uh, this nice groove like, songs. Yeah, it's chill. fine. It feels like another yeah. kind of nothing song, though. Like we've had a few of these yeah. in a row. I feel like, or I was just, I don't know. Well, it's definitely a nothing video. 
and yeah. you know barrett rightfully sends it for that through the whole thing um because it's just they are doing nothing uh in this so yeah i don't i don't really have a lot to say about it i think we can go right into the sins um i will start uh i math well made me laugh quite a bit <laughs> um uh finally some lyrics i can understand after the la la's uh i always appreciate yeah. that and then when the guy's holding the hourglass and he's like, dude, just buy a watch already. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I had that one stuff. too. That's funny. <laughs> that's the good stuff. Uh, what else do you have, Jonathan? Uh, you mentioned actually two of the ones I had written down. The only other one I had was that may have been the most business forward sin I've ever done. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Today. Uh, this video is so slow. It's moving backwards. I mm-hmm. appreciate it. And then when um, they're looking through, I, I guess it's a window, and the other person disappears, and the sin is, you know, this is a fantasy that they've had at least twice. I just thought <laughs> it, made, it made me stop and think, <laughs> and I love that one. So Very nice. Uh, all right, let's move into the cinema sins, and uh, Danae, the time has come uh, for yeah, Wonder Woman so. 1984. Fuck this movie! Uh- if you guys don't want to be so spoiled, skip ahead an hour and a half, and we'll be, we'll, <laughs> right. we'll be talking oh about Jerry Maguire. I was um, so, so, so disappointed watching this movie. It's terrible, it's terrible right? Yep. It's it was, so bad. I knew that it was going to be bad because it had been. I'd been told that it was going to be bad, and so I, I kind of, I didn't know what to expect. But you still weren't prepared, what, right? What bad meant. There's different levels of bad. There's different mm-hmm. things. So I didn't know what it would be experientially, but it turns out on every level it was bad. And that was, <laughs> it's a very disappointing, especially um, since I really enjoyed the first uh, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. I think it was yeah. so powerful. And this one, she's just a fucking mess. She is a right emotional love hound, paralyzed, unable to do any cool shit until she changes armor even then she struggles. How do you go? Renounces from the a no- wish. I mean, it was just absolutely like the plot. Everything falls apart when I you think, look at it. I think the boob armor has purpose, though. I disagree with you. On, I'm just kidding. Oh, it. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we we will get there. Uh, how boob do you armor. go from? <laughs> how do you go from no man's land scene in the first Wonder Woman? To this being this character in this movie, I, I don't. I it's just it's a completely different person, and that's only just scratching the surface of the craziness that's wrong with this movie. Uh, by the way, this is a uh, Chris and Danae script uh, writing on this one. Atkinson Hughes. Uh, so, did Chris have anything to say? We should uh, we should start with his thoughts and then kind of go from there. Sure. Uh, you're in a rush, WB, and there's no good explanation for it. They turned one of their bright spots into an instant lowlight with the sequel. It's two hours and 30 minutes and feels longer than the Snyder Cut. New writers were on this one. When all was said and done, there were over 600 sins to choose from. Wow. Uh, we had to whittle it down to around 140. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a process between Chris, myself, and it was it was a, it was a labor of brutal love. <laughs> um, anyway, he continues by saying... Uh, loved one of the new writer sins on Wonder Woman's wedge shoes. Mm. The wedges complete with these are the kinds of shoes that people with, can I speak to the manager's hair wear? The most fun I had was breaking down the race at the beginning of the movie. Nine contestants enter. Seven are expected to make it as far as the beach. Six horses. Everything else is set up for seven people. Bows, arrows, targets, banners. Uh, as you look at the arena. So why are there nine people at the start of this race? Also, Everything involving the wishes are dumb from how they work to how many wishes people get. 
to Max Lord wishing to be the wishing stone and not turning into a stone. Um, I think he kind of cut himself off there because it's so sinful. Like It really oh, is. Yeah. He was just getting started. I feel it. Uh, so <laughs> he stops there. But yeah. No, I he's he's absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Jonathan and I are absolutely right. Everybody's absolutely right. This movie is terrible. And it blows my mind that this product somehow got released. I just don't understand how you get this far. Oof. On something like this. Um, well, I think the thing that sucks about it for me the most is every time you really consider the things that Wonder Woman is doing as a superhero, it's it's so tied to other things. It's either a convenience thing about, you know, the opening mall sequence to defining who she is. She's this well-educated woman who knows all these languages and, um, but the entire movie is about other things it's not about her being a hero it's such it's it's about her being lovesick right and mm-hmm. as a as a woman who has seen this so many times it is so frustrating to see that you know your hero is just literally reduced to this rubble of emotion and you're supposed to be excited about it and then the other thing that's interesting i know aaron you wouldn't know this but one of the best fight scenes is the trailer and that's like of the fight scene she has, it's like the only real cool shit. I mean, she does some cool shit, but she does really pulled back cool shit because she's losing her powers the whole time. Oh my God. Which is one of my favorite sins that, that Chris did was like, um, the ones where he's like poking about her, like, whoa, she's real struggling with her powers. Behold her powers here. They're so funny. <laughs> it, w- it was easy to sin, but it was, um, it's, it's, a, it's a laborious movie coupled with a laborious process of five sins writers and 600 mm-hmm. sins to consider. It yeah. was a lot of work. Um, Remember we were excited that HBO Max was going to release all these day and date movies? And now it's like, <laughs> I was just thinking about this after I watched Mortal Kombat last week. I'm like, right. maybe this wasn't as good of an idea as I thought it was going to be. I don't know. <laughs> well, then you start to wonder... Is it just me? Like, is it just because I'm watching them on streaming? If I was yeah. watching them in the movie theater, would I like them no. more? I think the answer is no. Not, not, definitely not but this one. Definitely not this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, it's it's is it strange. Well, I, you know, we got Judas in the Black Messiah. That was amazing. No, that's true. Um, that's so, true. That's true. But yeah. But back to the movie. Um, can I tell you another thing that really bothered me about the movie? Please. Oh, would it be the sexual assault on the unwilling man? <laughs> <laughs> that was un- uncomfortable. You know how, like, so a movie will oftentimes set up something at the very beginning that, that pays off at the end. It's a very common thing. We see it all the time. TV <laughs> shows foreshadow- do this. Foreshadowing, do, yes. Books do this. So the start of this is this competition where little Diana is supposed to be taught a lesson about not cutting corners and cheating, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I guess is reflected somehow in not choosing to keep your dead boyfriend in another man's body. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. supposed to be the tie-in, right? The tie-in is the theme. the The I theme of this movie, the theme of this movie, is supposed to be about not taking shortcuts. It's supposed mm. to be about the idea that 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 difficulty is part of the process of growing. But, of, but this the movie journey. doesn't like, even know what it's talking about because she doesn't take a shortcut. She, I mean, if you watch, nobody that, knows the that perspe- what they're doing is yeah, a shortcut. The perspective, <laughs> there's no. The perspective I had on that scene was that, oh, cool, you know, she figured something out. She figured out, even though she got, she was down, How she figured out a way to come her. back, you know, come back and win. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. she but, but even if what? Let's say that she, let's say that she knew that she was cheating. Yeah. She was like, okay, I'm gonna look down here. I'm gonna cheat. 
But then you give someone a wish stone that's just a big piece of citrine that's just like pulled out of something and they're like, man, I wish I had a Coke. They don't know <laughs> that what they're doing is a shortcut at all. There's no... <laughs> no, I was just thinking that would be my wish. So that's why that was funny. <laughs> we try to die Dr. Be. Pepper right now. And we, we, we touch on that and send that, but nobody yeah. understands that they're taking shortcuts here until the end of the movie when they believe a personality on TV that says, I'll make your wishes come true, who is standing apparently at like, I don't know, the White House, it looks like. There's, there is nothing about this movie that ties it yep. into something that we can understand. It's just... By the you way, you just have we to just stick about, your thumb up your ass and be like, I'm having fun yeah. here. When we were talking about Superman 3 a few weeks ago, you guys were like trying to, you're like, I can't believe how bad that, that, that this is Superman 3. Like, this is the exact same type of experience. Yeah. <sighs> it's yeah, insane. This is one of those, Such a bummer. It's one of those movies where you watch it and there are many times in Sin's videos where we will write something um, and, or, or watch something and I will be like, oh yeah, good point. I didn't think of that and i love that feeling in sin's videos this is one of those movies where everyone who watched it saw every one of these things the first time they watched it like, <laughs> it was just like it's, and that's fine you know but it's just all right there like there's no like having to think through and the there, problems there with are this people movie that defend this movie though and like i usually don't i never judge like you like what you but this is one where i'm like i don't get it like i really need you to explain to me I mean, you just must yeah. be such a DC fan that yeah. you're just so excited you get to see Wonder Woman or something. I I, I don't know. It could yeah. be that there is a desire to see the end of a love story that is Maybe. has more closure we or whatever. We saw the end of but the we, love story. That's and what I'm it saying. Had closure. And you didn't need to bring it back in this way you to have Chris Pine in your movie. You you did, and and you represent a woman that is not able to be powerful. In loss is what you just did. Yeah. Like you made her wish to have Steve back somehow be her crippling Four. power. And then it, 40 anyway. years later, right? Or more. Yeah. Like, it was a while. It was a long time. Anyway. It was World War II, yeah. wasn't it? In the, World War, or was it one? one? Was it one? I think it was one. I think it was, think it was one. one. I think you're right. So yeah. at least. So 60 years later. Yeah. It was a long yeah, time. Yeah. So for 60 years, she has not been able to. to process Love? this yeah i know and that's the frustrating thing is like so that's a personality trait of wonder woman is that she like i'm not saying that it would it's it's not easy to lose somebody that you care about but when as pointed out they didn't know each other that long there was that great chris pining joke mm -hmm. um that was written uh by one of the new writers that was great and it's like you had so much time to process what it's like. And also you live longer than people in general. So you're going to constantly be around people who are dying around you because you are basically immortal. So mm. not only should you be ready and prepared and experiencing loss of your best friends, of your mentors, like all the people in these old photos, they did. And you're still alive. But because it was Chris Pine, we're supposed yeah. to believe, you know what I mean? It's just, anyway. There is an interesting story there, right? Because I think being immortal would suck in a lot of ways because of that, right? And I think right. and I think it's it, tuck everlasting. Yeah, yeah. And if so it, you could explore that, absolutely, but the way this movie chooses to explore it is just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then yeah, and then she essentially uh I mean, I don't know what you want to call that, letting that guy let him take over that other guy's body. Whatever you want to call that. What it's, was uh, that? It's not good. What was that? It's not good. Yeah. It ain't good. It ain't <laughs> it's good. a crime. It is a crime, for sure. <laughs> uh, I'll start us off with uh, some of the sins. Um, 
maybe you don't need a purse. Uh, made, me, <laughs> made me laugh uh, when they left the purse behind. Had to mention vegans. Have to mention the vegan sin. Uh, so funny. Very, very funny. Uh, the, the mention of the gemstone the size of a horse's willy. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> first of all, hilarious. Second of all, you may not have seen a horse's willy. Because... <laughs> because <laughs> it's that it was that was a little small uh compared to uh, the horses i've seen procreating so and yes i have seen horses procreating uh i wrote that sin and i ended it <laughs> i ended it with and don't ask how i know this <laughs> <laughs> you apparently um, don't know this which which we cut off which is fine um but i actually thought that as i was writing i was like eh, it's a little small but it is it's just maybe you know, it's not it's not during uh, an erect moment. Got this it. Is just, Got it's it. a flaccid the flat. Yeah. And I was uh, like, it's <laughs> like, it's uh, yeah. <sighs> well, there and you don't go. Ask that makes how more I know sense. That, OK, yeah. don't. Uh, currently <laughs> nesting in someone else's skull. skull. Uh, so talking good. about the baby blue eyes. So great. Um, <laughs> this is a lasso of lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved. Uh, you're going to talk more about the useless boob armor uh, later. Yes, or, I, I guess am. I think the phrase is useless booby armor. Uh, uh, and then throwing the throwing out the BS meter was a great joke uh, yeah. where you heard the, the glass first. Um, <laughs> he ate Pop-Tarts in bed. Let him Let go. Let him go. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that one. Uh, and, then I, and then I wanted to mention, did the lightning tell her? Um, oh, I love that. Really funny. Yeah. This is a great video. Mm-hmm. Great video. Jonathan, it was hilarious. I love this is the most overcomplicated ball I've ever seen in my life, which is just <laughs> one of those like things you know like never thought about until I watched yeah. it. Like, yeah, there's one more reason for me to hate this movie. Uh, <laughs> they watch banners unfurl. Yay. Yeah. Uh I holy shit, you're the Mandalorian. I thought, that <laughs> one killed me. And then I think the Chris mentioned the one. It was the time to talk about that name, Max Lord. I think I'm done. <laughs> that was really fun. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was good. <laughs> and I did want to mention speeches as stupid as those tights she's wearing. Uh, those tights were hot. I'm just going to throw that out there. And <laughs> <laughs> they were hot. Kristen, Kristen Wiig was not an issue in this movie. Kristen Wiig was was doing her best. I thought, and uh, I thought I she. I mean, she didn't have much to work no, with. No, she but, did. Yeah. She didn't. But her casting, I thought, was was the That's best fine. thing about this movie basically like making her a villain was a good idea they didn't it didn't they didn't do a good job with it but uh yeah. she she does the best she can the it was one of those moments where it's like i know you had so much and you can only sin so much but one of the most sinful moments to me is that moment after she gets her superpowers yeah and she's like she comes out and she like avoids a spill or something and jumps up on the chairs or whatever and they just have to have some janitor there who's like wow you're sure you sure are uh, uh agile in those heels aren't you lady and it's just like we thank you so i didn't get what the point sin. of that scene was and it's also yeah. one of those ridiculous things too where it's like she didn't look she wasn't like hot you know uh in her glasses and her lab where you know, it's like right it's like she just looks like Kristen wig she's just got some <laughs> she put some hairspray or something in there you know same person yeah. Uh, Danae, did you have any others you wanted to mention? Oh, I have like a thousand that you didn't yeah, it was, even get it was, to. It was a joke. It was a joke. I figured uh, you, I ha- you did. I have, I, have a, I have a thousand of them. I'm going to roll some dice and see which one I pick. Um, <laughs> uh, the one sin for product placement, one sin for liking Pop-Tarts, and one sin for the atrocities about to be done in the bathroom <laughs> cracked me up. Um, the uh, There was several uh, writers pointed out several things about the clumsiness being a character trait of mm-hmm. it's kind of shown in women. 
um, and that he, walking in heels isn't a virtue. So I really like those perspectives. I thought those were really uh, nice to read. I love the <laughs> Justice League um, sin mm-hmm. for using the invisible jet, which how would you never use that again? I, I understand she said, oh, I'm struggling with this. Let's just give it a try. And then it works. Um, one of the uh, writers uh, pointed out radar works even on invisible objects, <laughs> which I super appreciated. Um, followed up with one of my favorite sins of the entire one was this one from a writer who said, um, is she saying she doesn't understand how planes fly? It might be pricey, but that you can get this private license, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm sending this because Diana is an, an intellectually curious person and she's had like 50 years to figure this out. <laughs> I don't know why that one really got me followed mm-hmm. directly by it might not be romantic to talk about fluid dynamics. So just this was like this triple punch of just hilarity yeah. uh, that I thought was wonderful. Uh, Chris wrote one that I thought was hilarious. The don't you just hate it when you have an interaction with two completely unrelated people in one place. And then like a day or so later, you somehow run into those same two unrelated people in a completely different place. (laughs) (laughs) Just his way of pointing out something that was so convenient because I might have gone like, oh, isn't it convenient that these people are together? Mm -hmm. But how he wrote it, I thought was Mm -hmm. uh, very clever. Um, Asking children to keep internal injuries a secret was great. There was a note on one of them that I really enjoyed. Uh, the expo foreshadowing for the once again, this movie is ground to halt by expositional foreshadowing and then like mm-hmm. combining the words together. But the note to the narrator was good luck. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. have fun performing that one. Uh, and then the make a wish, any wish. And then just this in was, I wish this movie would end. And I thought that, that was, was great. Clever. You were talking so about good. the kids, the personal injuries. I also liked on that one where it's like, were these kids in any danger other than what Wonder Woman put them in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was a great observation. <sighs> it was a good question. It was a good I'm question. Glad, I'm glad that the, the this process is over because it was such a big process. And I'm glad that I don't have to watch the movie again. Well, it's so long. Too. Um, but it was, yeah, what a fucking horrible experience. Ah, well, let's move on to uh, better times, shall we? No, I want to say one more thing. Okay. I know that sinning movies, it's like, it's my job. It's what I do. I'm writing and I'm trying to get into that brain. This was one of those movies that I think uh, when I watched it, I was like, this deserves every sinning. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Usually you I'm joking, but you deserve yeah, this. <laughs> I actually felt like I was doing my job. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like your your job had extended from making people laugh and entertaining people to making to the world a better place. It. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. It had a little love actually hatred in there where it was just, it was skirting some stuff. It was going into a couple of areas that really genuinely annoy me. Sometimes but, you sin a movie and you just know you're doing god's work i you did know? god's work on this one <laughs> yeah like god's uh, up there like thank you thank you yes he is he's like yeah this needed to happen no, i don't have to judge because <laughs> you're doing it for me uh let's move on to jerry Maguire. uh this was That's a sher watkins one. script uh barrett and jonathan mm-hmm. writing on this one Danae, have you seen jerry Maguire? i don't think so i was curious if you had um you know, it's funny. My wife, my wife was telling me she hadn't seen it because I was talking to her about it when I was writing on it. But she was like, you know, she's like, I know all the moments. She's like, right. I'm yeah. almost positive. I've never just sat down and watched the movie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I have definitely seen the movie. Um, I think it's a bit schmaltzy, but it works at places as well. I think a lot of the reason it works is because of the 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 performances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think there's there's some good stuff about uh, Cuba Gooding in there that that is true. Uh, he's he's really good in this movie. He really he 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 really is. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and there's so many jokes made about him now. You know, and because mm-hmm. especially and especially when you look at the career he had after this. I mean, not that he hasn't done anything, but sure, he didn't have the career I think a lot of people thought he would. Uh, but no, he's really good in this. Like, I mean, yeah. just he just and him and Regina King together. Like, I wrote that sin about I'm pissed that they're not married in real life because. They're like one of the coolest couples I've ever seen in a movie. I don't mm-hmm. care if they're unrealistic. They're just awesome. <laughs> like you just don't want them to yeah. ever yeah. leave each other. Just stay together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it it has uh some well deserved love, this movie. Um having said that, it definitely feels its age, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh and part of that is the smaltiness and kind of the overtopness. I think you guys mentioned the over the top acting in this, which is you know, happening a lot more uh, during that time, um, but specifically Tom Cruise. Um, well, you know, I mean, this was just kinda... uh, Tom Cruise at the height of yeah. like, I mean, every movie he was in was just a mega hit and including this, mm-hmm. right? This was a huge yeah. hit and um, this was about as Tom Cruise-y as it gets. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know that I have too much else to say other than that. I think I was offended by this movie and I didn't even watch it. <laughs> well, that's possible. I mean, I can see that. I mean, we point out some stuff that's definitely not great. Um, I, I think I loved this movie when it came out. I remember when I was right when it came out, I thought it, it worked really well. I don't love it anymore. I like it. It's good. I'm with Aaron. I think yeah. it's a little over the top. And, and we point out the stuff like there's, I mean, this, uh, you know, Jerry's not a great person, <laughs> and I think the movie wants you to think that he becomes one, and I'm not sure he really does. Yeah, that's what I wrote yeah. down. I, to, uh, I wrote down this note, and it's essentially just, is this one of those movies where at the end you get money and somehow that makes all your dreams come true kind of kind a feel? Of. Where, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's, but it's, but it's, it's weird because it's him and Zellweger like play that moment so well like it's just it's hard not to be moved by that moment I don't care how cynical you are it's really hard not to the whole you complete me you had me at hello I mean it's really hard not to be moved by that but yeah but I but you know as this being our job doing the Lord's work as you as you said um (laughs) I had to try to figure out a way like what about this isn't really working and then I started thinking about it and I'm like I don't know that he earns this at all because yeah. the 30 minutes or whatever leading up to that there's you don't see anything where he changes and then and then like right. you said all of a sudden like something good happens and now and he's then it's okay. now he's a better person yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be good because then the people that are because watching can kind of go, he's going to turn it, into a good person. Yeah. They're going to have a good relationship. Now they're rich, so they're going to have everything that they need and that's yeah. And it's kind I, of it's kind of unfortunate because I think that one interesting thing about the movie is I think the relationship him and Dorothy have is is very true to life. Like I think there's a lot of relationships like this where people really enjoy hanging out and they enjoy mm-hmm. each other's time, but maybe they're just friends. And they're, or yeah. maybe they're just roommates, you know, they're not husband and wife. And that that was kind of interesting. But then, of course, it's 1996 and it's Hollywood. So we can't, you know, we can't end like that. Like they they could have just had a nice moment at the end where they came together, realized what their relationship actually was. I mean, that would have worked, too. But I don't you know. think that they were making those stories in no, the they 90s, weren't. They though. Weren't. You know Absolutely. what I mean? No. And that's the thing that I was uh, 
really thinking about as I was watching the sense video mm -hmm. and making the note about money equals happy ending. Like, Oh, of course that was a very consistent theme. Yep. It wouldn't have turned into this person has codependency issues and is in a really unhealthy relationship. Let's explore what it's like to actually struggle. And now we have movies. I haven't seen the, uh, this movie, but it's been referenced a lot uh, that the movie that about divorce that came out recently. Marriage story. Yeah. Marriage story. We have movies like that where, you get to sit inside the uncomfortable parts of, of mm -hmm. uh, discourse in a relationship. And as time has gone on and with, you know, honesty, and I think the internet has helped in just being brutally honest with each other because you can find support anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like my mother will remind me growing up, it was taboo to talk about your relationship with other people. Mm -hmm. and, and her parents would have never had conversations. It was all behind closed doors. So any kind of, personal struggle that you had or personal revelation about how, you know, you could treat your significant other differently or better. It was all stuff that you hid away um, and you didn't talk about it. And now it's very common to talk about those things and it's important. And, you know, the advocacy for um, mental health and just being able to speak about the hard parts of who we are. We didn't see that in movies and content in the nineties. We saw the the stories like this where they kind of skip over the stuff and you get to kind of fill in the blanks. So well, I don't know that I would enjoy this one. No, and I very don't much know. I don't remember how much in the sins video we show it, but there's a moment that nobody really talks about in the movie with Renee Zellweger where she, where she confronts him and says like, we need to call it quits for a minute. And she says something along the lines of like, he's a really, he's a, he, he's really, really, he really, really loves my kid and he really, really likes me. And it's it's just this really nice moment, and it's like a really honest, you know, uh, brutal truth kind of thing. And it's why yeah. she became a star, right? And but then the ending, as fun as the ending is, it kind of ruins that scene because hmm. she just immediately he comes back in, he has money now, and she's like, "Okay, you had me at hello." So I don't right. know. That, it's, I, I'm yeah. with you. I, I think that's the problem I think I have with the movie. I think tonally it's kind of all over the place. But if you just take it as yeah. like a fictional, like just kind of entertaining uh, movie of this time period, there's really good performances. Right. So, yeah. And for this time period, you can look at it and yeah. go, ooh, maybe they're trying to go in and press in on these places mm -hmm. where the lead, you know, Tom kind of realizes he has a problem and he goes and talks about it. Maybe that was yeah. quote unquote groundbreaking or new to see in these big breakthrough performances or you normally wouldn't see a male lead try to tiptoe or get into the emotional perspective of it. So mm -hmm. maybe it was breaking ground in that way at the time. Now it just is kind of like, oh, you're skipping over the the, the good stuff, you know, <laughs> which yeah. I don't think that in the 90s and certainly not the 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, certainly not 50s, 40s, 30s, like certainly not. You just didn't talk about that stuff. So anyway, just yeah. interesting things to think about yeah, for sure. as, as we look at these kinds of relational stories. Totally agree. Uh, let's move into the sins. I will kick us off. Uh, you had me at Sega. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that definitely made me laugh. Uh, comparing the trackball to a clitoris. Uh, perfect. Perfect analogy. Yeah, no. Well done. Well done. Um, and then the uh, the sin is just that's, and then you don't even have to say the racist oh, because yeah. it's so yeah, obviously that's, racist. That's got to be the one thing that's really not held up. Was he say I'm, I'm Mr. Black People yep. or stuff or something yep. like that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, uh, doing the show me the sins and then asking, you know, uh, to, you know, for it even more. I like that. Uh, Pete Rose hall of fame arguments. Always, <laughs> yeah, that was always worth Man, a that, sin. That had me dying when I read that. Always worth a sin. Uh, 
The loudest I laughed out loud during this video was the, you know how low a light has to be for Tom Cruise <laughs> oh, to it, we, his head on it? We, both, we yeah. both had a sin about that. We both had that thought. Because like, Tom Cruise and I are the same height. And like, yeah. there has never been a light that I have almost hit. Like in the history of lights being hung. Well, you are fortunate. Take it from someone who's <laughs> hit his head on many, many lights. But that's what I'm saying. Nobody hangs lights that low. I had that one too. It was oh so my funny. goodness, I laughed like, so much. I, that was like the weirdest way to make somebody look tall that I've ever seen yeah. in a movie in my life. Um, I think this was about Bonnie Hunt uh, winning the movie. Yeah, but yeah, the, the phrase was not to get all Bill Simmons on you. Yeah. Um, but you know who wins this movie? And she does, always man. Out- She's great. For a uh, Rewatchables podcast mm-hmm. shout out. Uh, very nice. Uh, when he goes, that's the truth. Can you handle it? And the sin is just career <laughs> callbacks. Very nicely done. And then I had to mention the triple decker pizza sign. How did anyone survive this decade? Yeah, that was a that was a Barrett thing too. I thought that was a great observation. <laughs> it is, and I too had forgotten the triple decker pizza was actually a thing. Um, uh, it's amazing. Uh, let's see. What about you, Danae? Um, I liked the twist on you complete me and then turning it into codependency. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that was really clever. The I know I'm supposed to be invested in this scene, but all I can think about is how ugly this fish is. God, was, so ugly. Was a welcome, unexpected mm-hmm. sin. Um, and then comparing the videography from the movie showing Jerry like looking all stressed out uh, and comparing that to Love Actually, I felt that. <laughs> I felt that deeply, uh, and I appreciated it and also hated it at the same time because <laughs> it was like, Ugh, that movie. That scene was uh, weird. Who watches the wedding video at the wedding? That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. That is weird. That is weird. Jonathan? Uh, you guys got a lot of them. Um, I did like, I'm convinced this woman has zero awareness of other people in this house because she just talks mm-hmm. at top volume about everybody. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get the Jerry Maguire as a Christmas movie discourse every year? And uh, the Jeremy doing the Lemonheads, It's a Shame About Ray. Uh, I think that's the mm-hmm. Lemonheads. But uh, just uh, singing that song was great. By the way, Jonathan Lipnicki, man, it, God, that, that's got to be the cutest kid ever in a movie. Uh, it's hard Pretty to be. awesome. Beat. It's pretty, pretty adorable. Cute. I mean, he's pretty ridiculous. Adorable. Like I, I mean, like I don't get like teary eyed in movies, but there's a couple scenes in there with him where I was just like, "Oh man, he's so." <laughs> yeah, you'd have to go back to like Shirley Temple, like you yeah. know, like I mean, it, it's it, he's definitely in the the pantheon of adorableness in child actors. Uh, so <clears throat> for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, podcast peeps. It's me again. Um. Mm-hmm. Those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my uh, every time I try to talk, wow, uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're, um, okay, we're going to try this, okay. uh, I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS, so. Go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to talk a little bit about something that uh, happened during the uh, process of bringing these Sins videos to you. Um, Who'd like to kick us off? I will. Danae, what do you got? I had two uh, searches this week. One was from diseases that you can get from a bathroom. Thank you, SpongeBob, for <laughs> this one. There's a lot, right? Um, a lot <laughs> could happen. Uh, it was That's terrifying. so similar to my keeping tabs, but we'll get there. But yeah. continue. Because we had we we both had sins about uh, how SpongeBob cleaned that bathroom with his body. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that are in a bathroom. And so as much as I was proud of myself for going there, I won't take us there now. Just Have we dared Aaron to lick a bathroom sink? No, we haven't. (laughs) Should do that. You know, there was a lot of grossness that was sinful in that bathroom. But the one sin that, that for whatever reason, annoyed me the most is that they had the sink in the paper towel dispenser right across from the stalls with like no room in between them. Just like that is such bad design, you know? Anyways. <laughs> yeah. No, you're yeah. right. No, I, I actually thought about that as well when I was watching it, but I didn't um, know where other... to add a sin because you guys had 800. <laughs> we had 700 of them. <laughs> That's um, right. The other one that I looked up was obviously boob armor. However, I have to give a massive shout out to Chris who I should have known Wonder Woman was going to be assigned to me months ago when he sent me a link to boob armor four things you should know this is jill barrup on youtube she is fascinating um, you shared this video with me I, I think it's absolutely incredible it's 20 minutes long and there's another version that's like a two minute and 30 second long like just the the short of it version but the 20 minute long video is what i watched and he just randomly a, said, wait, hold on a second. He just like, you're just like sitting at home. You're like, oh, uh-huh. hey, email from my boss. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, it's a Here, link about this is, boob armor. This is what it was like. Check your Slack right now, Jonathan. This is what it was like. Just a, a link to boob armor for things you should know. That's all it was. <laughs> and so um, I should have known. <laughs> I learned so much. Uh, she's very, very informative very intelligent, very fast-paced information. Like you could watch this on slow uh and still absorb 
more, you would absorb more than you could at the regular pace. So, um, but she does a lot of inform informative things about battles in movies. So if you've ever kind of been curious about like how, how all that goes uh, with armor and weaponry, and she also does reenactment and kind of shows how the fluid mo uh, motion if you have boob armor like Wonder Woman, it impedes your mobility in these ways. And this is how it so, would not go to your advantage in battle. So what would you wear instead? Just like a shirt? I mean, just you just for the most would, part. Oh, go ahead, Danae. No, go ahead. You, no, my memory was for the most part, you'd tamp them down. You'd, you'd try to get them as close to the body as possible than just wear regular the armor, armor. The armor doesn't do that? No, so, the armor puts them out there in front of you. Shocker. Uh, oh. Boobs are very squishy. And they just kind of like would fall essentially to your form. The, the, the cool side, the cool side <laughs> shot. Yeah, if you have boobs and you lay down, especially if you have boobs and you have they've like breastfed children, like real they just boobs. sort of like flop. <laughs> One goes off to the right of your body, the other goes off to the left of your body. Um, <laughs> so you could strap them but, behind you, actually. Yeah, yeah, you can just let your like tie them in a you know tie them in a knot, tie them in a bow, yeah. that kind of thing. Use your um, boob toes to tie them up in the back. Yeah. The cool side shot of Wonder Woman when she, that really awesome, like, uh, cinematic shot where she, like, avoid, like, she arcs her ar her uh, body backwards and avoids, I think it was a bullet, and kicks at the same time. And you can just kind of see, and it's just, like, the the curve of her booby armor. I'm, <laughs> guys, you know this is my job. Up and the only reason <laughs> I could say this, I stared at that for so long, like... <laughs> That is not where her boob is right now. Her boob is flat against her body and probably squished down over here. Like it's not even there. It's not mm -hmm. even in the armor. And that's what, and I only think about this stuff after watching this very informative video Bo that the boobs don't fill up boob armor. They're just there to show shape. And sometimes that's okay, but functionally for battle, super not okay. Um, so you're saying Gal Gadot's like boobs are somewhere else. They're not they're actually else. in the armor. I see what you're saying now. Okay. I did extensive <laughs> uh, viewing of specifically like what she looked like in real clothes versus her Wonder Woman. She does not have boobs that big. And that's a, a beautiful, wonderful thing. See, and that's, that's but another the, but dumb thing. But even if she did... Yeah. Even if she did, the armor wouldn't. The armor you know. doesn't. The armor in and of itself is dumb. <laughs> it, yeah, it, right. it, gotcha. it serves a purpose to show that she's a female and look cool. But if it was actually built for Wonder Woman, the Amazon warrior, it would be a very different shape. So, gotcha. and that's the purpose of the video was to kind of point those things out. And I would have never thought about that unless Chris linked me. So, thank you, Chris, for informing me. It's something I will look at in every uh, video game I play. Mm -hmm. movie i watch tv show whenever there's a woman in armor um brian brie oh yeah game of thrones. that was the best the yeah brianna tarth in Bri game of thrones she had perfect armor it was just regular armor Which because the armor she? she is like that big woman warrior oh yeah yeah, yeah. With like the short kind of uh blonde hair that was with i know you're talking about really jamie tall. Yeah, a yeah. lot yeah she fell in love with jamie and yeah. so uh, apparently like armor, uh, like breastplate, for example, is built to have space between the human body yeah, and the sense. armor itself because you have to be able to breathe mm -hmm. and that space in and of itself is enough space for boobs. So that's the yeah. short of it. <laughs> yep. um, I and highly actually, recommend going and watching this person's videos though. Her name is Jill Bear Up and um, very, very informative. She's got 228,000 subscribers and 
Um, she's very, very fun but to watch. If Wonder Woman just wants to be stylish, I mean, that's her then right. You can Correct. absolutely. Correct. <laughs> yeah, it will it's just a, impede motion, which is like, not good in battle. <laughs> just like if Cheetah wants to wear the ripped hot tights, she is that's more right. than welcome. She can do that. And huh? you do you. And she should, is all I'm saying. So just just to clarify, Danae has suggested a boob video and that you watch it in slow motion. Uh, those yes, are the things that, do. that she did not know the context of why her boss sent her a boob video, though. And... Well, I but it's our job. And so it I was is, like, oh, is. cool, it's a just, video, an informative just, video about something. the story something... the way you told it, it was so funny to hear. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know super, Chris, yeah. but. It was within, awesome. I think, two weeks that I was assigned Wonder Woman, two or three weeks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I see what he was doing. And actually, when we were going back and forth and he was, uh, uh, we we're talking about like the the writing process for me specifically, since we had guest writers and we were going to have so many sins on mm-hmm. the table already, kind of like, hey, Danae, here's what we should be really focusing on and honing in on uh, to fill in the blanks, yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, of what the new writers might miss, for example. And, and I wrote back, I was like, I got it. I'm writing boob armor sins. And he goes, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. When, um, when I heard tension. that you guys were doing the new writers on that one and I was like, God, that movie is long. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you That's know, a lot of sins, you know, 600. I was like, that's going to, that's going to take a minute. It, it took a lot of minutes. Uh, Jonathan, what's your keeping tabs? Um, I didn't do anything like really extensive. I did refamiliarize myself with uh, the lovely Roy Firestone, uh, who pops up mm-hmm. in uh, on Jerry Maguire because I had completely forgotten that show existed. It was a it was a show on ESPN called yeah. Up Close, and there were a lot of athletes that would cry on it. And mm-hmm. uh, they decided to make fun of that and Jerry Maguire for some reason. <laughs> I don't really know why. <laughs> and what was even weirder when I was doing my research on it, that show ended two years before uh, Jerry Maguire even was released. Came out. Yeah. So That's it amazing. was like, it was like, good God, this is dated in the sense that this show's not even on the freaking air anymore, you know, while I'm watching this movie in the theater. But, uh, but yeah, I just did some research on that and I didn't, I didn't use much of it, but yeah, that show was on from 1980 to 1994. Uh, he was all over ESPN. I don't think I've seen the guy since that show went oh. off the oh. air. Uh, he did Sunday yeah. Night Football at the time. Uh, but yeah, you were saying you haven't either? No, I'm, I, I hope he's just enjoying his retirement. Yeah, as far hope as I know. Okay. And I also read apparently, which I don't think, I, I misread this at first, but I think it was, I guess OJ was arrested for domestic abuse charges. Uh, maybe this was prior to being arrested for murder. I don't know, but... Apparently there for a couple of seasons, uh, Roy Firestone, he was, uh, I guess he was a friend of OJ's. I don't know, but he actually took time on his show to uh, talk about the case and why he thought OJ might be innocent and stuff like that. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't, I didn't remember any of that, but I, I, I couldn't really tell, but I think it was a different charge than it was before she was murdered, I believe. But I don't know. That was kind Mm. of interesting. Um, That is interesting. And apparently he's a big Baltimore Orioles fan. So I guess him and Jeremy would get along well, there you go great yeah he's i mean he's still around he's yep. uh, apparently uh, i'm i'm guessing just enjoying retirement down in florida so oh yeah yeah he's a university of miami crowd yeah yeah good for him um i wanted to talk about uh sleeping in tidy whities the sin from the uh spongebob uh script uh the quit killing your star seed and let your boys breathe um, I did do some research on that. It also includes one of my favorite puns in the script, which is your friendly pubic cervix announcement, uh, which I thought was fun. 
Uh, and the uh, the research is basically this: if you wear tidy whities as a man, uh, you reduce your sperm count by about twenty five percent. Is what the studies have shown. Um, so that's kind of what yeah. that's talking about. And there's no and need to wear them. There's no need. Like there are so many other options out there. Why? Yeah. Why? It, including. No wonder. I know, also but option. I, not all of us like <laughs> yeah. to be that free. But there are ways to be <laughs> right. less constricted. Yes, totally. Than totally. than tidy whities. Um, and then the sleeping and underwear thing is also important uh, for women. There are several studies that show uh, wearing underwear at night for women increases the possibilities of UTIs, yeast infections, and bacterial vaginosis, uh, especially thongs. Never sleep in a thong. Um, apparently, because of the way the thong is designed, it can transfer bacteria from be... one very bad place to another uh, place. Thongs aren't uh, extremely comfortable, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm asking. So. I don't know, but I'm just. I don't. Oh, Aaron, are thongs comfortable, Aaron? No, no, they are not. Um, not at all. But uh, and yeah. then, and then, for certain people with skin conditions, uh, also, it's it's really important to uh, to sleep nude. Um, or at least no, without underwear. So. But I'm not wearing tidy so whities. I did also find out that 58% of the U.S. population sleeps nude. So the majority of people uh, sleep without clothes on, which I thought was interesting. But here's the thing also, though, but won't, I mean, I mean, I guess underwear could cause the UTI, but also why wouldn't like sheets and stuff cause that as well? Because it, I think it has to do with holding in the um, moisture and, and different things. Oh, um, gotcha. It's different, like gotcha, right gotcha, up against gotcha. the body. And, That's interesting. And My wife was actually randomly asking me, because she's like, you know, I've heard the term jock itch, but like what exactly, like why, I was like, well, like I assume it's because the jock strap would, you know, the cup and everything would get mm -hmm. that, keep all that yeah. moisture in. Yeah, and uh, that's, how, that's how you would get that because I haven't had to wear a jock strap in a long time because I don't play sports. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's Danae's not fun. just like this is a fun conversation. I'm I'm I, watching. I think Twitch. this is important. I think this, this is, is important. important. Today. I don't want to dare you disconnect. How hey, dare listen, you disconnect I, I just tuned in to one of my favorite Twitch channels. Uh, slabs in there, so I'm talking the about slabs. Yeah, no, of course, yeah, of course. No. It's just no, a I'm not, and and we're not supposed to feel like offended by that or anything. No, like that's of just not. you're just doing your thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the comment section. I know what you're I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to chat about a comment that you've left somewhere on the internet, uh, and by each of us, I mean Danae and Jonathan are because uh, I was going to talk a little bit about. Uh, the thing we already talked about with the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, um, Jonathan, Falcon why don't you kick us off? Uh, mine is Jerry Maguire. Uh, Fuzzy Striped Tail said, the fish that Jerry kidnapped or fishnapped, thank you for throwing that out there, when he <laughs> firmly left his sports agent firm, went from a big fish in a small pond to an incredibly ugly small fish in an even smaller pond after Jerry constantly fed it small portions of triple-decker pizza. Nice. I like how Good that combine. was thought out. And I yep. also like the mentioning my, my, you know, which I took forever to think up fish napping, but uh, I was very happy with it mm -hmm. when it came to me. It's great. And, it's uh, a beautiful portmanteau. Yes. Nicely done. Danae? Um, mine came from um, one of the many that I enjoyed from SpongeBob. This one in particular from Janessa, who says, I once worked at a Dairy Queen that closed at 8 p.m. I rejected so many people their milkshakes. I am so sorry. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> 
the flock I, responds, they should have known what time you closed. So just a lot of really wonderful that comments. That is true. Man, I mean, wow, roller coaster. I was feeling good about the apology. And then somebody's like, no, your fault. Pay attention, buddy. But why are you closing at eight? That's what I'm saying. That's the sin. I mean, people are going to go to sin. dinner and oh, then they're going to go get you. their ice cream after they're done Thank with dinner. Thank you. Thank so, you, Jonathan. Thank you. The eight o'clock thing, I, I don't know that that would have bothered me before, but only because I don't go for ice cream um, because right. it hurts me. Me too, but I still eat it sometimes. But since pandemic, obviously a lot of places have had to change their hours because of the availability of those that are able to work there, et cetera. Sure, sure. And one of my favorite places to get like a, a latte in the afternoon or early evening uh, locally started closing at 5.30 or 6.00. So all I sh- I've shown up at six ten six thirty. I'm trying to figure it out because it doesn't. They're not posting it anywhere. They just sometimes they just close because there's nobody there anymore and you don't know. So I drive yeah. all the way there only to discover that they're not there. That is such a for I, I don't. It's I don't get frustrated about it because there's so many other more important issues in the world. But uh-huh. that's what's more frustrating to me than someone who has consistent hours and you just forget that they close at eight there's a difference mm-hmm. listen i don't go to dairy queen but when i do i want it to be open that's all i'm saying uh the other one that i learned in our small town we have the world's best donut shop and they have an afternoon closing which makes sense for a donut shop but i didn't realize that and i went there one time Look, and they were close and yeah, i was very sad i'm like you Janine. ice cream is never a good idea for me it destroys my body but it's so good and some days you're just like, fuck it. I need mm. I need some cookies and cream. Yeah. And then later that I, night, my wife's dough. like, I told you you'd be miserable. And, <laughs> but I yeah. like to give her that win. So you know. That's right. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. That's a good relationship right mm-hmm. there. Uh, all right, let's move into Beyond the Sin. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're each going to talk about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen or experienced recently. Beyond our wildest dreams. Somewhere. Somewhere beyond our wildest dreams. I'll start. Invincible. Have we talked about Invincible on the show yet? No, not yet. Let's do it. Uh, The season finale technically released today as we're recording this, I believe. Um, I did get a chance to see it a little bit early, and I have increasingly... Uh, grown to like this show. Cool. Uh, I think I think I've mentioned elsewhere, maybe on Twitter and some different mm-hmm. places, that I'm kind of exhausted with the it's superheroes but more adult uh, thing that seems to be happening a lot. Um, the what is it? The Batman ne- Begins. <laughs> <laughs> no, more like the boys was kind of the first one to yeah. really embrace it, and then. Uh, is it the Nevers that's on HBO? That's kind of that I same thing. That. I haven't watched that. Is that I what haven't that either, is? but. <laughs> and then there's like I know there's another one coming that I I recently just heard about Jupiter's um, Legacy maybe there, and there's a couple uh, cartoons too that are doing the same thing including Invincible and so I was just kind of like uh, a little bit just like oh okay is this the next step, you know what we're doing now and there's only so many things you can do just by pushing that envelope like once the once the boys pushes the envelope like it does the pushing of the envelope becomes a little less interesting as far as a part of it goes. But what's really great about this show is the storytelling. This show really understands storytelling structure. It understands mm-hmm. its characters. It understands um, investment. It understands uh, the idea of uh, how you have to find your way into caring about what the characters care about. 
and it does all that stuff really well so that by the finale, I was in. And I, I thought the finale was bold and powerful and uh, nuanced in a way that I wasn't expecting. And um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to spoil stuff, yeah, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it now. I'm a few episodes behind, so I don't know... I don't know where they're because I okay so I've uh, it's one of my all time favorite comic books and I've I've actually read the series because it's actually it's another cool thing about a lot of superhero comic books especially like Marvel and DC but this one actually has a beginning middle and end right it, it, it it's actually done it it ended at 145 issues it actually has oh, okay. an ending um, I've read through it a couple times and it's Robert Kirkman uh, created it who's uh, created a lot of other stuff that's been adapted you know like Walking mm-hmm. Dead and stuff like that but um, but yeah, no, it's it's great, and uh, it's one of my favorite comic book series. I, I jokingly call it the R-rated Spider-Man, which I think that's probably pretty fair because uh, it's it definitely is. he's kind it's of definitely. a Peter Parker type. He's a little older, but he's kind of like yeah. that, and you know, it's a little bit. It's it's almost a little <laughs> bit. It's a little bit X-Men too, though. Yeah, which yeah, is another sure. thing. Absolutely, with, with this stuff is you know all the different cool weird power thing, which I love about the X-Men is here too. Yeah, so, it, yeah. It, it does. It I mean it it blatantly like I mean I guess quote unquote pays homage or rips off however you want to do it, but like it blatantly pays uh, tribute to Marvel and DC characters and mm-hmm. doesn't even yeah. really change the names up that much. Sometimes it's kind of funny <laughs> and. Uh, it, but it but it but it works and I don't know I I, yeah. I I can't explain that but the comic book is great the TV show so far I've really enjoyed it I think it captures the spirit of it perfectly and they've kind of bounced around so I'm really curious to see where they're gonna end the season on I'm I'll probably have that hopefully I'll have that watch this weekend but uh yeah so I'm glad you're liking it though that's yeah it's good to hear uh invincible is available on Amazon Prime and it just uh, got renewed for two more seasons Two more seasons. So, yeah, you can check it out there. Uh, Jonathan, what do you got? Um, I finally watched... It's been on Netflix for a minute, but I finally just got around to watching the documentary, The Last Blockbuster. Um, you haven't talked about this, have you, Aaron? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Then I guess so, you have it. Yeah. I know we talked about Blockbuster not that long ago, and I don't remember why, yeah. because we were both explaining how we don't really have this... Nostalgia. Well, yeah, like, I don't really miss going. Like, I... I no. I, but what I do find, and so anyways, there's The Last Blockbuster is this documentary. It's available on Netflix. There is a Blockbuster. It still exists uh, as of today. I believe it's still there. I know as of at least the end of 2020 it was uh, in Bend, Oregon. Uh, and so this is a documentary kind of talking about that. And when the when the documentary starts, I think there's still 12 locations. And then it gets down to like, I think in 2000. 17 or 18 the last one closed there was three left in alaska they closed and then so this one in bend is the only one that's left Mm -hmm. and at the and then um and actually the documentary is kind of covering uh there towards the end it's covering a few days before they're supposed to because dish tv owns the blockbuster name and so the documentary is kind of like leading up to whether or not they're going to get to renew it and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, but it is interesting. It, so there's a lot of it's a it's a video. So the the main focus, I guess, is that this last blockbuster exists in Bend, Oregon. All these people from all over the world and country come and visit it, like you know, because they want to go back and they have this nostalgic tie into it and stuff. And so you get a lot of talking heads. You get people like Kevin Smith and Adam Brody and. Uh, um, Doug Benson is in a lot of it and you get these people talking about it you get interviews with the woman that runs the blockbuster who's this really sweet lady 
And mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. So it's kind of interesting, but like, yeah, I don't really have that connection. So when I see some of this stuff, like some of these people are talking, like they're they're creating this, like I miss the smell of it and I miss the sound of the tape opening. I, I kind of have a hard time <laughs> not laughing. And I and I, I yeah. that's really no, that's mean, funny. but like to me, I'm is just it? like, I don't know. But to me, I'm just like, I don't, I don't really get that. But what I will say is I do find it very fascinating though that like that is a time that is like an era in our life that is just gone like yeah. you know cuz i mean and it's like and they even the, the most interesting parts of the documentary when they're kind of talking about the beginnings of it because i never even thought about that like how weird a video rental place is because like we don't have book rentals you know mm-hmm. you don't have you know i mean it's just it's such an odd like it's such an odd thing but the reason it happened was because the studios were upselling their VHS tapes. And so mm-hmm. these people yep. came in and they're like, well, we'll buy them and then we'll rent them for cheaper. And then and then the studios tried to sue them and lost. And uh and then and then eventually, you know, Blockbuster comes in and becomes like this big mega corporation, like the Walmart of these things. Mm-hmm. Which is another soft spot for a lot of people because a lot a, a touching point for a lot of people because you'll see people on social media talk about how they miss Blockbuster. And then you'll have always somebody come in, but Blockbuster was evil, you know. And mm-hmm. there's, right. you know, just let people like what they like. I don't know why that's so hard, but apparently it is for a lot of people. But, um, but anyway, so this 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 documentary t- touches on a lot of that. It's a fun documentary, like it's entertaining. It doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of focus, and th- that's kind of a problem for me. Like it it like it kind of touches on why Blockbuster went under. But it doesn't really go into depth on that. And so I almost wish it had just stayed more focused on the personal aspects, like the people that miss it and like the the Bend, Oregon yeah. location and stuff. So it kind of goes back and forth. And so I think it loses a little bit of its focus. And like I said, I don't have this tie in. I, I don't have this like I don't miss these like the way I guess people that would really be into this would. So maybe this will be better for you if that's something you really miss. But uh, but it's entertaining. It's it's really interesting. To look back on. Uh, this just time period that just isn't a thing anymore. You know, they just, these places don't exist anymore. And it's really not because family video was, I guess the last chain. Uh, and they yeah, recently had to shut all their doors because of the pandemic. Yep. So, I mean, video yep. stores are just gone other than this one. It's crazy. Uh, you know, we can compare it to 10 years from now. Maybe movie theaters are gone. You maybe. know, like the, the idea of that, where it's like, then I can see like us talking about oh yeah. I miss the the smell that when you would walk in of the popcorn and yeah. the you know in the you know the way that the the floor stuck to your shoe and, <laughs> and look know. look I, just, I rented movies I've spent a lot of times in Blockbuster and I I do have memories of being in movie rental places I will say the one thing that was interesting about this that I never really thought about if you're if you if you have this problem with the corporate aspect of it there are two different types of Blockbuster uh, franchises there's there's the corporate stores. But then there's the right. ones where the people bought into the franchise. And a lot of those, like in this case, this fa- this couple, they moved from California to Bend, Oregon. They opened up these small video stores called Pacific Video. And then Blockbuster came in in the 90s and basically said, look, we're going to keep making stores and take you out or we can buy you out and you can just run Blockbusters. And so they decided to do that. But because of that, it still has that mom-pa feel to it. Like it's not like a corporate blockbuster like sure. it's still very much like that town it's this local you know just kind of vibe that that town's got and they you know sure. they all know each other and uh you know they just you know so it, so that 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 aspect of it was interesting to me you know it's uh sure. but uh but i don't know like i said it's 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 light and breezy it's perfectly inter- it's like an hour and 20 minutes it's really short 
Uh, but but it's definitely not something. If you're looking for like the history of Blockbuster or something, this is not this is not the documentary to go watch. But okay. Uh, but if any of that sounds interesting, I think you'll have fun with it. That is the last Blockbuster yep. on Netflix, which is also kind of uh, funny. Yeah, exactly. Danae, what do you got? I'm actually just going to continue to shout out Jill Barrett. Um, I know I mentioned her in my keeping tabs. It's just someone you know spell I that? really think that you guys would enjoy because she's really, uh, very analytical and researched. And um, she is she sends things. I mean, she's pointing out what's wrong with or how things actually work. But it's specific to, like I said, choreography for fighting and costuming and things like that as it relates to that. Um, there's a video that she has specifically about Wonder Woman. So it's not just about boob armor in general. That's for video games and TV and everything in general. But she specifically goes at Wonder Woman. I opted to not watch this video before my sins mm-hmm. writing just so I could have my clear, you know, go at it the Danae way. Um, so I only watched the booby armor one that Chris had sent to me. I didn't go into like full on uh, review. Um, that came out, I think, April 15th. So just recently, actually. Um, Wonder Woman 1984, gravity would like a word. <laughs> gravity would like a word, please. <laughs> um, so she's really quippy and clever. And um, I really enjoy her. Jill Barrup, B-E-A-R-U-P. Nice. Is her name. Jill Barrup on YouTube, uh, so Invincible on Amazon Prime, Last Blockbuster on Netflix, and Jill Barrup on YouTube. Well, that's going to do it for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, a strain of Streptococcus, and myself, <laughs> we will see you next week. Happy National Beverage Day! Dr. Pepper! Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at cinemasins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. Hello, hello. What up? It's the Rick dance. (laughs) Yeah. It's so wild to me how different outtake brain is than writing brain. Like I have to, like I legit have to shift gears to do one or the other. It's such a different. Sometimes though, sometimes while I'm watching it though, I just stuff pops in my head, you know, and so I can, Mm -hmm. I can jot it down and then, but then there's sometimes, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know. These last couple of things I've done, I've had to go back and actually rewatch just to get outtakes, which I hadn't had to do in a while. And Yeah, outtakes are a bitch. What, what I will notice for me is, uh, you're right, I'll be in writing brain and I'll get away and I'm like, man, I haven't had an outtake for a while. And then something will pop in my head in like the next few minutes after that. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, oh, cool. And so I'll do the outtake. And then it's just like I'm seeing outtakes everywhere because I've shifted into outtake brain. And so then I'm like, fine. And then I'm like, no, no, no. I need to go back to writing the script. <laughs> it's like my my brain just gets in a rut. Mm-hmm. What's one of the hardest movies I've had to do? All of them? No. Like Girls Trip is still probably the hardest I've ever written because like I think I watched that and I had like 10 cents. But that's not a terrible movie or anything. It was just, I just had no sense. You know, I couldn't think of anything.
It's like, oh, hey, she's pissing on everybody in the crowd. That's funny. That's great. <laughs> Gotta love pee humor. <laughs> the, the most shocking, uh, I mean, this is probably not true, but I was not ready for it pee moment in media mm -hmm. was the very beginning to the show Billions. Do you watch Billions? Well, we did the pilot. On, uh, on show. Oh, that's right. We did the pilot. So you know this yeah, moment. Yeah, the golden shower or whatever. Yes. Yeah. It starts with her peeing all over him. And it's just yeah. in like. Cause, <laughs> what? But mm -hmm. no, seriously. Like it starts with him on the floor and she's straddling him and she just starts and she releases all over him. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, what is this show? And this show is. That is not this show. That is just like background on him as a character that, you know, he likes to no, be dominated. No, going into that, Aaron was telling me how much he loved the show, and I had never seen it. And then that was the first <laughs> scene, and I was like, hmm. Right? Hmm. <laughs> that show is so funny and clever <laughs> no, and has so was, many great pop good. culture references. Good. I haven't watched it's it again. It's so good. But that first scene is like, oh, oh, is this the show we're in for? Like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, that just shocked me. I was like, okay. I figured we're doing there was more to now. it. I didn't think Paul Giamatti would be doing a show where that's all there was to it. I mean, I figured. <laughs> just every week. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy in that, what's his name? The guy from Homeland? Dam Damien, right? Lewis, right? Damien yeah, Lewis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him a lot. It? He did that show. Did you watch that show, Life? No. It was like an NBC show or something. It only lasted a couple seasons. He played like. I didn't a have to watch it. I live it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even quit watching it because I, I think we quit getting Showtime or something. I oh, think that's yeah, I think yeah. that's all it was, and then I just hadn't well, gotten back around to it. If you want a rant, I can give you a rant because Showtime should be included with Paramount Plus, and I will die on this hill. I do not understand how you build a streaming service as CBS, Viacom, Paramount, and don't put Showtime on that service when your competitor is called HBO Max and it's all Warner HBO so like I and you Showtime can, should you can get Showtime on there right but you got to pay for it right correct it's yeah. a, it's a whole different subscription fee mm -hmm. which is as much as the Paramount Plus subscription fee it's like you I own have a that lot stuff of, I have a lot of issues with Paramount Plus uh like their their setup is terrible uh you mm -hmm. you can't you can't get a queue like you can't make a queue like what streaming service doesn't allow you to make a queue right like that should be Paramount Plus. That should be the first thing. You should be able to add stuff to a list. Like in your line of things to do, yeah. let's call it a, a queue. In your queue <laughs> of you things go. to do. <laughs> create a queue. You should create a queue. That should be number one. Or maybe number two. Showtime should be in there. Uh ESPN should be a channel on Disney Plus. Um Oh yeah, because that's uh, separate, right? Yeah, Cinemax should be part of HBO Max. Max is right in the name. Yeah, it's I called thought, HBO see, that, Max. That confused me. I thought Cinemax was gonna be in there. Like, why were they? It should. Why were they calling it, it HBO Max? Because uh, it means maximum. I know. Well, I get that now, but at the time, I thought, oh, yeah. they're gonna bring the Cinemax stuff over. But guess what? If if Cinemax is not in there, it's not maximum. You've still got some that could go in there. Danae doesn't know. Uh, doesn't want to tell us the writer, but just for the sake of having a name, let's call this one Carl. Keevan Sting. Keevan <laughs> Sting. Pames Jatterson. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Gron Jissom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I like making you laugh, Jonathan. It's fun. Jisa Laxon. <laughs> yeah. Booty Joom. Who also passed <laughs> yes. away recently. That was recent, though. She Booty was like, June. what, 103? 
104 or something like that. Oh, wow. I didn't know she was that old. She was. Twerk main. <laughs> uh, all right. Enough spooneristic authors. Let's go ahead and get into this. All right. Danae, you ready? Ready, set, go. I mean, I guess. Whatever. Whatever. I guess. I guess. I mean, okay, fine. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 